is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Welcome to Kareem and the Coach. Featuring your hosts, Kareem Rush and the coach, Eric Newman. With their unique insights and connections, you never know who'll stop by or what's on the game plan. The one thing we can guarantee is some exciting combo. It's time to check ball. Now here's Kareem and the coach. And we are back. Friday afternoon, final four weekend. He is Kareem Rush. I am the coach, Eric Newman. We are back. We are live. We are ready to break it down. My bracket was blown up from day one, but I'm enjoying these games. And Kareem is snacking on a Girl Scout cookie. How are you, my friend? And Kareem's giving me the silent treatment. So Yeah. Here I am. Oh, there you are. There you are. I was like, what had happened? What, what are you well, doing? Ha- yeah, something happened with my my connection, but happened to be back. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm terrific. I'm terrific. I'm uh, getting myself geared up for Villanova. I'm getting myself geared up for Kansas. I'm getting myself geared up for Loyola, and I'm getting myself geared up for Michigan. So I'm uh, I'm excited. It is a very exciting time. Uh, you know, not only you know, for the NCAA, but, you know, the NBA is starting to hit, get to the home stretch and get ready for playoffs. So a lot of a lot of news to update our listeners on. Uh, so, yeah, let's dive right into the final four. Final four. It's, you know, for, forget like the brackets and who so-and-so picked. I, I really like the way it played out because you have a little of everything. You have arguably the best team in the country going into the tournament. Villanova. I don't care if Virginia was rated ahead of them by the committee. You have a team that is red hot that plays, in my opinion, a beautiful style of basketball in the University of Michigan. You have a Kansas team who was counted out by everybody from the start, including you, of course. Uh, being a, a Missouri alum and, and having the rivalry with your brother, but a Kansas team that nobody thought could get to this point. And in order to get here, they played one of the great regional final games we've seen in recent history uh, with their overtime victory last week against Duke. And, and I must say, listening to Jim Nance say my last name over and over again as Malik <laughs> Newman lit up the scoreboard uh w- was a great time and i'm actually yeah, gonna, he's really he's really gonna, been a catalyst he, you know, he's been he's been terrific now yeah. but before i before i go back to him because i have a pro player comparison to uh to pick your brain on and then of course you have loyola and this is one of the great underdog stories uh i think we've ever seen to me it's the best one since george mason uh made their run uh but, you know, it's got a little of everything. What, what, what's been the biggest thing for you as an eye catcher uh, in the journey to the Final Four? And then I'll get to the, the player comparison. I mean, you always love the Cinderella story, you know, so I was really kind of following, 
you know, Loyola Sister State, and then UMBC when they beat, you know, Virginia, which I didn't think should have been a one seed anyway, you know, but, you know, it was pretty historic to kind of see that, you know, finally go down. Uh, but, you know, since then, you know, to kind of, you know, following that Cinderella, I've never had a, you know, a real favorite that I've picked this year. You know, you know, once Mizzou's out, you know, it's kind of like whatever with the field. Uh, but following that Cinderella story and the nun and, you know, all that stuff been, you know, been quite a treat to watch. Uh, you know, for me, you know, the family, you know, side of things, you know, I'm happy to see Kansas kind of make it there. You know, brand's excited. Uh, thinking about going down there and, and checking out the game in San Antonio, which is the 10-year anniversary. Uh, you know, when they won in 2008. So it was a lot of storyline there uh, within the family. But, you know, it's been a very exciting tournament, you know, like, like always. The Final Four is going to be the pinnacle, you know, of it all. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how the games play out. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the matchups. I'm with you on the games. I, I think uh, Loyola has been this incredible Cinderella ride. But I think it ends on Saturday. I, I don't think that they will have enough to be able to stop Michigan. I think they play be- the right way. I mean, they're small, yeah. so really kind of how do you, how do you, I defend Mo? Uh, they're big guys, kind of you know you know stuck in the pain. But it's kind of you know coming down you know on that matchup, how to defend the pick and roll, you know, with the big guy. Uh, but you know, one thing about Loyola, they play well, they don't beat themselves. You know, so the defensive minded team, they play well. It's really about how they kind of. It should be an interesting game. Uh, agree with that. In Michigan, as is Loyola, both extremely well coached. And I think I mentioned this on a past show. You know, I went to the Big Ten Championship at the Garden and saw Michigan beat Purdue. And this was when Purdue's big man, Isaac Haas, was still in the lineup. And Coach Beeline had the guys so dialed into the details of the game plan. And the defensive game plan was they're going to let Haas, and obviously this doesn't pertain to uh, this situation this weekend because Loyola doesn't have a seven-foot post-up big who's the focal point of their offense, but Purdue had slashers, scores, and, and, and three-point threats from the wing positions, and then they had this big guy up front. And what I love what Beeline did was is he made a decision, and he said, I'm not doubling the big. I'm going to make them dump the ball to him. And if he's going to beat us all night long, then we're going to live with it. We're not going to let any of these guys get hot and get going. And that's exactly what he did. And they stuck with the game plan and they played great team offense, you know, and, and then they're a versatile offensive team. They, they, they know when to go in terms of dribble penetration. They play great pick and roll, pick and pop, and they know when to go after matchups. So I think it will be a very good game, but I think Michigan will come out on top and advance to the final on Monday night. Uh, on the other side, I got five bucks on Loyola against you. Okay, straight up money line. Straight up, straight up, straight up. Yeah. Okay, straight so up. for 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 those listening, and for the archives, uh, Kareem will be paying me with a, a crispy five dollar bill. Five bucks. Uh, mm. The next time I see him. So terrific. Thank you, buddy. And, and, and on the other side, before I get into the the Kansas Nova matchup, which is really exciting, um, Malik Newman. I was searching for it while I was watching him, and then I finally landed on both his body language, skill set, and just explosiveness reminds me of, and it's Monte Ellis, and I, wanted to, get, I wanted to get your, uh, your take on my Malik Newman pro player comparison. I mean, that's a very solid comparison. I mean, he's not, he's an undersized two guard, you know, definitely combo, um, is shooting the hell out of the ball uh, since the, the Big 12 tournament. So he's definitely come up on my radar. I haven't, I, I haven't watched him too much uh, throughout the year. 
Uh, but the last few games, I got you to check him out, and he's he's playing more aggressively and confident, and definitely um, um, a pro level uh, pro level player. I was going to say, I, I think he's going to grow as a talent even more in the pros because of the spacing, because of obviously the limited zone defense, because of the you know inability for defenders to be able to put their hands on you on the perimeter. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a, a good, impactful uh, pro player somewhere when, when he takes that step. Yeah, he definitely made himself some um, some money in the last uh, last month or so. Um, Absolutely. Then, I mean, yeah. I mean, he played. I mean, from what Brandon said, uh, he's he's played the same way early in the year. He just wasn't. He just wasn't making shots. So he's more comfortable a transfer. I mean, he, he was a highly recruited guy, so the talent's always been there. Yeah. Um, now he's kind of finding this niche, and he's performing on the biggest stage possible. So you know, kudos to him. So when you, when you look at this matchup, Kansas has some great experience in the backcourt. They've got the big fella up front who, even though he was in foul trouble uh, against Duke, was still very effective in the game. And then on the other side, Villanova is one of the most balanced teams we've seen in recent in the recent years. And they're trying to become part of history now, winning a second title in three seasons. Obviously, player of the year in Jalen Brunson in the backcourt. Um, you know, the, the Eric Pascal up front does a little bit of everything. Then they've got the the, the Spellman coming on. Spellman's really strong, and then the two Bridges. other wings, Bridges and um, the sub, the super sub. What's his name? The the white kid. Yeah. His, well, he's he's been incredible. Yeah. Uh, for them, and my my question for you is, um, are they the obvious favorite going into the weekend? I mean, I I like Villanova. I like the way they play. Um, but with the matchup, I mean, these, both these teams are guard uh, oriented, so it's going to be you know based on the perimeter. You know, Bill Nova can switch one through four. They're a little bit bigger than Kansas, which can cause them some problems. Uh, you know, Rick Brunson is a post-up guard; he can give Devontae some problems down there. Can, can kind of tire him out on, on the defensive end. You, you make him work on, on both ends. So it's going to come down to a few key matchups. I think Bridges' matchup is going to be good. You know, who who they match up with him against? You know, Kansas maybe uh, uh, what's the game, Vic. Uh, yeah, may match up with him, you know. Yeah, but he, Di, he, he, Di Vincenzo he, is the guy whose name I was slipping off my tongue, and and he's become. Sorry to cut you off. He, he's become so versatile for them, yeah. and knows exactly what's needed. So one night it may be him attacking the basket. The next night it may be him being a facilitator from the from the perimeter. He plays great on the ball defense, and I, you know, Brunson, Pascal, Di Vincenzo. Spellman and Bridges as as a five man unit in college basketball is really impressive. I mean, all five of those guys at some point may have an opportunity to play in the NBA and will definitely have the opportunity to be professionals after college. That's for sure. Absolutely. And, I mean, they got experience, too. So, I mean, I'm going with Villanova. Uh, I'm hoping my brother say KU wins. Uh, but, you know, I think Villanova's, you know, is, is my forefront to win, to win it all. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, listen, we've got three games this weekend. We've got two on Saturday, one on Monday. I'm hoping that all three games are competitive. I'm hoping we have some drama. And I'm hoping on Monday night we're watching Michigan and Villanova battle for the national championship. I think that would be 
a fantastic matchup, but there's no bad matchup. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at this point. Not at all. So, you know, I get very, and we've talked about this. We, we talked about this a little bit when we had Jeremy Tyler on. We've talked about it amongst ourselves. We've seen Jay Williams a lot, who we need to get on the show at some point, talk about the fact that the quality of play in college basketball is not what it used to be and not what it should be. And this is true, but yet we're getting that excitement and that drama. And because of that excitement and drama, I still get very nostalgic about the Final Four. So one thing coming into today's show, and I didn't want you to think about it too much ahead of time, but, you know, I I floated the idea out at you, but I have no idea what you're going to tell me. You know, what Final Fours did you watch coming up in the game in the sport? So well before you got to Missouri, what, what were some of the Final Fours that really left an impression on you, both as a fan and envisioning yourself playing on that big stage when you were young? I would say, let me think about it. I put a couple down. Uh, I would say the first one, the really memorable that I remember really well is probably the Duke versus UNLV, uh, 91. When, when they UNLV, beat them. When the Duke beat them, yeah. UNLV was 32-0. Yep. And that crazy squad with Anderson Hunt and LJ and Stacey Ogman and all those guys. And they were thought to be unbeatable. And dude got them. Uh, that would probably be the first one I kind of really remember. You know, watching like, yeah, man, I want to play. I was 11. So I, I really wanted to play college ball at that time. Another one would be probably that same Duke team. Uh, probably 94. Uh, they were on this nice little string. They was, they won like, they were in the fourth championship in five years. And they went up against that, that Arkansas team with uh, Nolan Richardson's 40, 40 minutes of hell. That was a great Scotty Thurman. Thurman hit that game. I mean, hit that big-time shot. I remember that three-pointer. Uh, my brother was a big Arkansas fan, so I remember that one. Uh, so, so that Duke team was not was not the same. That Duke team was the Grant Hill-led team yeah, yeah, yeah. after Leitner and Hurley had gone. Yeah, it was their so fourth championship in five years. Yeah, so you had, uh, you had Antonio Lang. You had Jeff Capel. You had Cherokee Parks, yep. and of course you had Grant Hill leading that. Now, what's really memorable um, for me about that, uh, not only that Final Four, which also featured uh, the Damon Stottlemyre, um, Khalid Reeves, Arizona team, Cold and team. I believe that underdog Florida Gator team with your boy uh, Andrew DeClerc uh, pounding the glass there. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Dimitri Hill with the meat hook. <laughs> but what, what really, really was memorable for me was the regional final for Duke to get there and the Grant Hill-Glenn Robinson-Duke-Purdue matchup, which was this incredible basketball game and battle between those two stars. Do you remember how good the Big Dog was? Big Dog was the Duke? man. He went number one. Yeah, Big Dog was cold at Purdue. Mm. He was a monster. He was a, he was a monster. And, and speaking of, of monsters in March Madness, the first, like I remember, I, I, I vividly remember, because I'm two years older than you, so I, I, I remember a bit of, of uh, Nova beating Georgetown in 85. And then I was conscious of, you know, Louisville with Purvis Ellison in 86. I remember Cuse 
Indiana very clearly in 87. That was, that was the first like vivid memory where I was like, this is incredible. I'm addicted. I need to watch this, you know, every, every year. And then in 88 came Danny Manning. But the one that really, really stands out as far as one guy having a monster performance and he still holds the record for most points in the tournament. Big dog. Glenn, I mean, uh, no, Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice, 1989 Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. And that unbelievable run and, and fantastic team. I mean, I don't think people realize there were five pros on that team. And uh, Rice led the way, and Lloyd Vaught and Terry Mills and Ramil Robinson, who unfortunately his life didn't turn out the way he had hoped as a as a professional basketball player. Um, and they beat that very underrated um, Seton Hall team, and mm-hmm. PJ Carlson was the coach. But that, that that one really stood out to me. What what, um, what about when you were playing? Either at uh, or your early years in the NBA, because you know it started. It you know it got more commercialized. It yeah, to- I would say uh, the one I really remember is the year after I left. Is the year uh, when Melo won it when they mm-hmm. beat KU, uh, and I remember that Hakeem Ward block. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, and then, like I said, I, the only one that really had been of any note to me is 2008 when my brother and won it. Um, yeah, that was, I was down there in San Antonio in a sea full of KU people. I remember just being like, "Man, I hate this so much," but had to be there to support the family. And then last year with uh, UNC beating uh, those guys and my my nephew, you know, winning national championship. So it's been a couple few ones, you know, since I've That's been great. playing. That's yeah, great. Our, yeah, yeah. No, those are those are those are those are very memorable. I uh, I picked the Memphis, Kansas. North Carolina, UCLA, Final Four, correct. And then I picked everything wrong after that. And uh, I definitely lost a little money betting on Memphis in the final against uh, Kansas. And Mario Chalmers' three-pointer to force overtime was not a highlight of the evening for me. But uh, the 2001 Duke-Arizona final, it's extremely underrated. You had a lot of terrific players in that game. And uh, that was that was very, very memorable uh, as a national championship. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. You are listening to Kareem and the coach as we head into Final Four weekend on Voice America Sports. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With two points. school to the pros we we cover everything everything. let your voice be heard voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind join host former philadelphia eagles and cleveland browns strong safety ray ellis on voice america sports every tuesday at 1 p.m pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fans perspective tune in every tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back on Kareem and the coach, Kareem Rush, the coach, Eric Newman, final four weekend. It's a dreary Friday in New York. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm getting ready to dig in on the weekend. Uh, remind everybody where you are right now. I'm in Indiana, currently training with my brother, getting ready for uh, the big three combine here on the 11th. And we have our draft on the 12th. So getting myself geared up for that. Nice. How are the legs feeling? Legs feel great. Shot feels great. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm very excited about this season. There's going to be a lot of new players there, a lot of big-name guys. And, you know, Xavier Silas, who was a, D, a, a big three player, just got caught up to your, to your Celtics. You know, yep. so that avenue, the first one is there. So there's a possibility, you know, you go out there and shoot the ball well. And being that the NBA is about to set a record at three-point shots, that shooting is still a premium. So I'm feeling, you know, a newfound energy uh, to get, you know, excited about this, this upcoming year. So, so what goes into, you know, we can, we can talk college and NBA for days, but this is, this is why we're doing a show because you've, have, you've had so many unique experiences. What, what, what goes into your prep for getting back out on the court and, and, and knowing that, okay, like not just getting back out on the court, but like ready to compete against some serious players? I mean, it is really about getting your body you know, physically, I mean, at this point, you know, you know, kind of when you're ready as far as shooting and, you know, skill work. Uh, but this point is really about playing and getting that game rhythm, um, you know, shooting the ball is like a bicycle. Um, you know, so you get back out there and the more you do it, you know, it kind of comes back. But, you know, it's getting that confidence about moving and making sure your body's strong and, you know, preparing strength wise and strength training wise, you know, to get ready, to, you know, for an, a grueling season. Because last year, I'll be honest, I wasn't prepared to, you know, what the big three was. You know, I, I thought it was going to be a, you know, some older guys, I was in, I was in shape. I wasn't in basketball shape. And, you know, those guys showed me that, you know, it's still very much a very competitive league and guys are out there, you know, kind of showcase their skills. And, you know, like I said, you know, it's an opportunity for guys to extend their careers beyond, you know, what they thought. So I'm taking a lot more serious this year, you know, preparing myself every day is probably the six to eight hour day, whether that be strength training, you know, going to shoot, getting massages, doing cryotherapy. It's really a full time job getting your body ready to kind of go out there and compete. I wish I was doing that right now. Um, what's the what's the what's the difference in the mindset of the big three, three on three versus, of course, what you were doing as an NBA player and you know five on five? I mean, there's a drop there's a drop in level, you know, but guys still know how to play. These, these guys are still you know NBA players, so you know 
skill level is still up there. It just there was it's a little bit slower, and it's a half court game, so the game's a little bit different. It's only three on three, uh, so the spacing and things are you know there's a little bit more freedom out there. You know, so ideally it translates well to somebody like me in, in my game. You know, can be able to shoot the ball and be able to move. Uh, you know, it's definitely the benefit. You know, playing three on three. So, uh, like I said, it was a brand new concept last year. You know, now I know what to expect. Uh, you know, I think the basketball is going to be a lot better this year. We're going to be live on Fox. So a lot of guys, like I said, you know, looking at this is like, yeah, it's, it's a brand new opportunity for us to play. You know, you know, another five to ten years, and it's it's, it's, a, it's a decent amount of money. You know, as as it gains more and more popularity, you know, obviously the, the salaries and stuff going to go up. But you know, we had a guy on our team last year, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, who was forty eight years old. Uh, he's he's going to be forty nine this year. Kendall Gill was fifty one. You know, so that, that you know, for me, that gives me an opportunity to play for another ten to twelve years, which is you know something that all players, you know, once you retire, you, you want to do because at the end of the day, you. you still a basketball player hard and want to play this game for as long as you can and if you can turn around and make some money doing it you know why not you know attack this like like i said a brand new opportunity you just named two names that are such blasts from the past in mahmoud abdul raouf and kendall gill yeah (laughs) and two two extremely different types of guys i mean you you talk about uh an opportunity that was crafted for someone to extend his career with a certain skill set. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like seeing that guy shoot. Oh my even, God. Even now. It's crazy. Even now. Like, he's a living legend. Like people talk about Steph and all that, but people who know basketball and, and, and seen uh, Mahmoud when he was young and, and played against him, they know like he was crazy. Like it was, he was, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's amazing he, now. Yeah, he was one of those guys that I think gets lost in the shuffle between the late eighties and the 90s, who was an absolute beast. And he's, still, he, he's still the all-time leading free throw shooter in NBA history. Still. I used to, re- I read, I remember reading a piece once about him where he wouldn't, uh, and, and obviously he, you know, he battled some, uh, some things during his career. Correct me if I'm wrong. He did have a minor case of uh, Tourette's syndrome. Yep. Um, so it really amplified his need for perfection. And I would read these, th- these things about him where I believe he wouldn't leave the gym until he made, I'm going to say 10 is the low end, but it was 10 threes that didn't touch the rim. I'm not certain, surprised about that. From certain locations. And you just think about that, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an out of shape, 39-year-old who, who never even played college ball, who's trying to find his game again, as we've talked about, and I'm just trying to get a certain amount of makes uh, and, and not fall over from uh, from dying uh, and, and sucking wind. You're a former proven NBA player now who's finding his legs and his body and his groove again, and you're going through your process, which is also exhausting. Ten straight without touching the rim? And knowing him, we probably got up to 20 or even 50? It's a whole nother concentration. Unreal. Unreal. He's, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Great shooter. And, yeah. you know, a testament to, you know, staying with it. You know, if you had to come out there and perform like he did. I mean, he's a small guy, but I don't think anybody thought that he was going to perform like that. You know, I think just based on name, people, okay, yeah, he came out there and, you know, the stigma, you know, having Tourette's and all that stuff and, you know, stuff that surrounded his career, uh, you know, being 48, one of the older guys in the league, he came out there and balled out. I was like, yeah. man, I got to get myself in shape, in, in basketball shape. So, so quickly before we uh, pivot to another quick break, 
Who's the one guy in the big three that you can't wait to go up against this season? And then who's the guy that you want nothing to do with? Uh, I do want to see Trilogy, the team again. They beat us in the finals. Uh, and no so who's on that team? team? Who's that's, on that team? That's uh, Rashard McCants, uh, Al Harrington, Deion Glover, uh, James White, and Kenya Martin. They beat okay. us. We should have beat them. They cheated us. Uh, okay. But, I mean, no one in particular I want to play. I, I just want to go out there and perform better. I was very disappointed in how I performed. And I think a lot of my teammates thought I was going to, you know, bring more to the table and so did I. So, you know, my main goal is to go out there and showcase, what you know, what I can do. You know, okay. score, you know, on this team. I know I can go out there and, and do my thing. And remind and, us, who's, who's on your team again? Uh, last year, I'm, I'm in the draft pool, so I, I got to make a team. But my team oh, last year, gotcha. yeah, my, yeah. so I got even more added pressure. We were one last year, then the whole team got a chance to come back and, and defend our throne, but we lost. So uh, last year was me, Rashard Lewis, Mahmoud, uh, Kwame Brown, and Eddie Baston. Wow. That's a, that, that's, a, that's a spread of talent and personas. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but now you're, you're working out with something to prove. Hey, I'm back uh, at it. Back in it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk more big three, final four predictions, and NBA playoff look ahead when we come back. You're listening to Kareem and the Coach on Voice America Sports. Stick with us. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog press pass if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. 
That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back on Kareem and the Coach Friday afternoon. He is Kareem Rush. I am the coach, Eric Newman. We are talking Final Four. We're talking Big Three. And this is the longest we've gone to start a show without talking NBA, which we will get to in a minute. But sticking in the spirit of the Big Three, I think it's it's awesome that you're doing this. Uh, I, I think it's great that it's got you back out on the court and you're, you know, you're going to be drafted, which is exciting. And, you know, it's a great part of, you know, what this next, you know, whether it's five years, seven years, a decade, uh, part of your life is going to be in terms of uh, staying connected to the game. So a, a question I have for you, buddy, is if you were building a big three team based on their NCAA tournament final four performances as college players. Ooh. Okay. So, you know, a, 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 a great backcourt player. Yeah. A slasher wing scorer. Yep. And a big, who would you, who would you, who would you take? My big three squad will be oh, – you, I mean, you get five people in the big three, so I pick my, my squad. So you definitely need a big that can rebound, defend, pick and rolls very well. I would go with probably Anthony Davis. That's very okay. simple. Okay. Uh, slasher, I'm going to go somebody my era. To be – I like D-Wade as my slasher. Okay. Uh, point guard, run show. I like Jay will Ooh. I like me as the, uh, the the second guard. Then we need a combo, you know, then play down low, back to the basket, also can stretch the floor and still rebound. So let me go with KD. Wow. Okay. Jay Will, yourself, KD, Anthony Davis. D-Wade. And who did I forget? And D-Wade. D-Wade. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll match that with uh, Glenn Robinson, Cope, Grant Hill. I like it. Point forward. Now I got to get real creative. You know who was a great college player, and it's it, it's a, it's a shame his drastic decline the last couple of years was Joakim Noah. Yeah, he was. What a great player. college player! That team was oh, terrific. We would kill him. I, we would we would destroy y'all on my big three. I didn't say I was taking him. I said oh, he was yeah. a great college player. I didn't. Well, I didn't make the. I didn't make the official selection. Yeah, we got make, you. We got, I didn't make the. I didn't make. And <laughs> David against against Joe King. Yeah. No, I didn't we, make. We got, I, I did not make that selection. I take that one. Anyway, I was asking the question. <laughs> it was a great uh, player. It had a great team. Al Horford and Coy Brewer. They had a nice little squad. Yeah. No, I would take uh, Demarcus Cousins as my big. Solid. And then I would likely take, uh, let's see, John Wall. Oh, we got y'all. You ain't got enough shooting. And J.J. Redick. Hey, we got y'all. Yes, D- Yo, we lock you down. I lock J- J.J. down and D-Wade, Kim. Yeah, and you, we D- play off. you can check J.J. with all those screens. You got to check me. 
You can check me too. I'm doing the same screens. If I was the same college player, I would just, I would just, we all, we all know you. We all know you're just, going to just, just, you know, We all know you're going to left hand. You're going to left check hand. out, you know, you guys want to look at the, the all-time Mizzou career leaders. I am at 47% from the field, and it's nice 42% from three. So I was a nice shooter. So JJ had to handle me, too. Yeah. Clearly, I need to uh, refine some of my thoughts here. You know who else I loved watching play in college was uh, Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon was a monster. And his first couple years in the league, too. Ben Gordon was a monster. He was great in his first couple years. That playoff series with Bulls Celtics in 2009, D. Rose's rookie year, when Ben Gordon was there, uh, basically their microwave off the bench. Yeah. I, I think he took two years, of my, two years off my life in that series. I mean, he was um, like uh, C.J. McCollum. That's oh, that comparison guy. C.J. Is, like, is tremendous. And CJ got a little more handle to him than, than Ben, but Ben Absolutely. was that type, that type of score, Absolutely. though. Absolutely. So, nice transition. Um, all right, so real quick, before before we transition to the NBA, uh, final four predictions. I've got Michigan and Villanova moving on. I've got Villanova winning it. What do you got? i got Villanova over Laloya. Laloya. Laloya? Laloya? Laloya. Loyola? Laloya. There you go. Laloya. <laughs> One of those so we, yeah, because one of these companies, I'm my comparative company for my inflatable toys. It's called Cololo, so I've been saying those kind of weird, weird words the last couple of days. Gotcha, gotcha. So transitioning to the association, and you've been listening to me badger this point for a number of weeks, but we've had our own March Madness. And before I get to the Road Warriors in green, uh. Let's talk about the latest haps in the NBA, and let's start with just this Western Conference cluster in the standings right now. Uh, we both made our predictions about who we thought would get in and, and not get in uh, a couple of weeks ago, and clearly the Spurs heard you count them out because they're now sitting in the four spot. I know. Um, who, who have you liked? And what's changed in your mind in the Western Conference playoff race uh, since the last time we went through this exercise two weeks ago? Uh, I mean, your notes over there? I'm checking my notes. I'm trying to see. Well, I, like well, I got I got four through ten. It's what separated by three and a half games, and where the Spurs at? I mean, I still think the Spurs could fall out. Um, I mean, now we're, we're, it all depends on how you know Lamarcus comes back with his injury. Uh, I know he's day to day. Um, you know, but that could be, you know, something kind of, I think Portland has kind of solidified that three spot. They have two and a half games with seven left. They got a tough schedule, but I think they can hold on. Um, they are, they are just terrific. They are. I mean, Dan Luther is kind of the man, big fan. Um, but who else? Who else is it? What else is there? Portland's three, Portland's San Antonio three and Oklahoma four. City are four five. New Orleans is, uh, right there with them with, you know, 30, 32 in the loss column at six. They just have one less win. Then Minnesota and Utah have 33 losses at seven and eight. And then the Clippers, Clippers in Denver are, are on the outside looking in. I I just think at this point, Denver with 35 losses, yeah, it, I think it's going to be very difficult. It's tough. With what, seven games to go, it's going to be tough to make, make up those games. It all depends on Utah's schedule. Uh, but I think it's kind of solidified with these, you know, these top eight. It's going to be 
maybe the Clippers can sneak in there. Um, they have won three in a row. Uh, they're kind of streaking up, but I think San Antonio is going to slide down. Um, maybe down to the sixth spot, possibly. Maybe maybe down to the seventh or eighth spot. You know, uh, so it's still, it's still up in the air. We're going to play a little schedule game. I'm pulling up the Spurs schedule. The while, schedule. I, while I do that, what are you hearing about Jimmy Butler's return? Uh, Jimmy Butler, how long have you been out for? A while. A while. Like I mean, I know, I know you've been in the gym, but yeah, he's been out a while, man. Dude. Um, the Spurs have the Rockets on Sunday. Yep. Which is winnable since the Rockets clinched home court and they'll probably be resting guys. Then they're at the Clippers and the Lakers back to back. Home for Portland. Home for Sacramento. At New Orleans to close the season, which is going to feel like a playoff game because there will be seating on the line. So. Let's see what. You know, they've got, they only really have, if you want to call them gimmies. Lakers and uh, and Kings and everything else is going to feel like a playoff game here. With, well, you talk you talk about Minnesota, at yep. the Lakers, at the Clippers, at the they got Lakers twice, they got Golden State, and they're Portland. So that's only Lakers are playing a lot better. Minnesota's vibe for a playoff spot, you know. So those are really no gimmies there either. This is a fun stretch, and obviously a lot of people who are going to listen to us are going to be listening to us after the fact, and us going through the schedule and the standings uh, on Friday afternoon, March 30th, is not going to mean as much, but it validates the point that I had about this March, every game meaning something for a majority of the teams in the league and getting rid of this ridiculous stigma that the regular season doesn't mean anything. The regular season means so much for team building, for home court advantage, uh, health, and it just sets up what I think is going to be a really exciting playoff run. I mean, uh, I think this year is just not dominated by two teams. I mean, I think people still think that, you know, Golden State is going to be there, but they're vulnerable. You know, Houston is, you know, is, you know, been, a, been the class of the league this year. Um, James Harden has been, you know, the MVP, even though LeBron, you know, is definitely making his case. Uh, but I think it's the first year that it may not be you know, Golden State versus Cleveland in the finals. And I think that's kind of revitalizing, you know, the basketball fans out there. Uh, you know, sometimes it's great to have, you know, those dynasties, but it's also great to see some other teams come up and, you know, they dethrone the champs. What final would you like to see this season? I would love to see Houston versus Boston, honestly. Oh. Or, or, or Toronto. Somebody other than Cleveland. Um, I don't know. I mean, LeBron's great, and uh, he's well, this 15 season been unbelievable, but I don't think they have the supporting cast to kind of you know get over the top this year. Uh, he's going to be great in the playoffs, and probably average a triple double, and, and and do what he does. But I think Toronto's you know strong, you know the bench is you know strong, and they're not relying heavily so so heavily on Demar and Kyle and, and in the playoffs. Hopefully, and they can learn from some of those past mistakes. And I think you know if Kyrie comes back healthy. And the way Boston's playing and other guys coming back, you know, I think they got a chance to dethrone, you know, the Cavs as well. It's going to be very interesting. I have a lot of Celtics thoughts, which I'm going to share on the other side of our break. But uh, I think we're I think we're going to be in for uh, not only a, a thrilling conclusion to the season, but first round, second round, conference finals. Uh, we've got a lot of potential great team and player matchups. More on the NBA playoffs with Kareem and the coach. Stick with us. Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. We're talking big game adventures this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. While most seasons are still months away, that doesn't mean we can't start preparing for our fall pursuits right now. Joining us is Jenna Waller, host of Skullbound TV, Derek Ratliff, president and founder of Horizon Firearms, plus Tom and Nick of Become One. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. 9144 or drop a line via email to Kareem and the coach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Friday afternoon, Kareem and the coach with you, Kareem Rush, the coach Eric Newman. We are talking NBA playoff look ahead and talking about the seesaw battle in the Western Conference and looking over at, you know, who's got the best shot in the East to keep LeBron out of the finals. And obviously, as a lifelong Celtics fan, couldn't be happier with how the team has been performing, uh, especially with all of these injuries. And, you know, the game Wednesday night in Utah was just another example of how uh, just incredible this chemistry is and the next man up attitude and them playing together but my friend as I look ahead to the first round of the playoffs and I look at these standings I'm very nervous about a potential matchup with the Washington Wizards with John Wall returning and Marcus Smart and Kyrie Irving not yet back on the floor yeah that could be a very dangerous matchup for you guys um you know but like you said the next man of mentality with Boston those those young guys are definitely maturing and you know, getting better, you know, uh, but the playoffs are, are a different monster. And, you know, Bill and, and, and Wall definitely have experience. But, you know, Wall will be coming back off of injury. So, you know, he might not be as, you know, as sharp as he would be, you know, if he played throughout the year. Um, the Wizards are playing. They played great without him, you know, so maybe some chemi- chemistry issues there. Uh, they do have a few games to kind of finish out the season to kind of iron out some of that stuff. But it can definitely be a tough matchup uh, if you guys, you know, get them in the, in the first round. There will definitely be some chemistry issues to work out for Washington. Wall will also have to deal with Terry Rozier, who's now become a a whole different kind of pit bull in the backcourt. But a lot of people think I'm crazy when I say this Celtics team, which is this team healthy without Gordon Hayward, I think this Celtics team, because of the kind of year it's been, 
could easily win the East and go to the NBA Finals. Like, there's there's no reason to fear the Toronto Raptors. Like, respect the Raptors? Absolutely. Are they improved? Absolutely. But until they prove otherwise in the postseason, they're a second-round-and-out team. And I think the Celtics are just really, really well-balanced on both ends of the floor. But, again, if, if they don't have those backcourt uh, guys there starting with Kyrie and Marcus and they get a bad draw in the first round like might be a very early exit for uh, for my guys I mean it's possible you know but uh, you know like you said next man up and uh, you know like I said Washington definitely has chemistry issues so it remains to be seen I wouldn't count anything out you know with Brad Stevens you know, he's a great coach and he got those guys playing you know at a high level you know with, with without those guys out so I anticipate, you know, still, you know, translating over to the playoffs as well. You, you read my mind in the transition to Stevens. The other night in Utah against a Utah Jazz team that has won 23 of their last 27 games, who is red hot, he's putting lineups out there that featured a, 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 a double big man set of Aaron Baines and Greg Monroe and as, as well as Greg Monroe has played, we know he's got some of the slowest feet in the league. <laughs> Shemi Ojale at the three, who's a, you know, a spot role-playing guy that can defend and make the corner three. And then ro- combinations of Rozier and Larkin, Larkin and Tatum, Brown and Rozier. And they win the game at the buzzer. I, I just... I'm, I'm amazed every time, and I'm going to put you on the spot, as I always do. Has Brad Stevens done enough with this roster, with this just constant adjusting to guys in and out of the lineup? Obviously, you know, they lose Hayward opening night. They lose the next night to the Bucks, and then they win 16 straight games. Like, is Brad Stevens a serious candidate for coach of the year? I think he should be. Uh, you know, he's a tremendous basketball mind. The way he draws up plays, our, our, our timeouts is great. Um, their offensive system is great. Um, and it, it speaks to, you know, the guys can kind of step in and, and, and just kind of fill in roles. You know, people don't know much about Terry Rozier, but the development of him, you know, as soon as he gets, you know, starter minutes, he's putting up tremendous, you know, tremendous numbers. So I think Brad Stevens is definitely, you know, one of the top five coaches in the league. Uh, he's done an amazing job with these guys this year, you know, you know, from from the bottom up, uh, and just you know, been able to have him in a second spot without having Kyrie and you know, and 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 Smart and and all the injuries they dealt with all, around the year is definitely testament to you know a, a lot goes to him. It's it's the it's the play calling, it's the quote unquote system, but it's it's really the ability to adjust on the fly and. Uh, you know, the other night, no Smart, no Kyrie, no Horford, no Marcus Morris, and Daniel Tice, who's often overlooked, is, is out for the season, and that's a that's a depth uh, injury that that's going to hurt them more than people think. So, real quick, East and West. Start in the East. What's a first round matchup you would love to see? Going by the standings see. and how they could fall. Who do you want to see first round? I want to see Cleveland, Philly, four or five. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, why not? Do you think Indiana yeah. gets up to the three? Yeah, oh. I, I, they can. They're not too far behind. Could happen. It could happen. And Philly, I mean, with MB out, could lose and a couple. B come, yeah, and B comes back healthy first round. I think it's from an exciting standpoint. That could be that could be a nice little series. Cleveland, Philadelphia, 
four or five. I like that. And your and your Boston and, and Boston Washington, like like you mentioned. I think I, that I do up. not want to see that. I will lose sleep. It will be yeah. it will be will be brutal. I will be a maniac. Um, Western Conference first round matchup. You really want to see? I want to see anybody who plays Houston. So it's, one, see, so it's the one eight, huh? Yeah, I just want to see how Houston responds and and you know and see how James plays this playoffs. There's been so much talk about what happened to him game six. I'm look, really looking for a very explosive playoff uh, season this year for uh, you know for James and and hopefully, like I said, uh, I, I love to see them you know get to the finals. So you know what would be really interesting? Jimmy Butler comes back and you have a Minnesota Houston first round matchup. I think Houston still beats them in, in five. I mean, obviously the heavy favorite, but Butler changes the dynamics of that, and Carl Anthony Towns is going to drag Clint Capella out of that paint a bit. That that True. could be that could be a very very interesting chess match, and then that would also set up a, a, a series that I want to see. I want to see Golden State against Utah. Because I think Utah is extremely versatile, explosive, really well coached, and this will be Golden State without Steph Curry. And I think that series could be uh, very entertaining, very intense. I think the, the Jazz could. I'm not. I'm not going to say that thing could could go the other way, but I think the Jazz could give them a very hard time, and and put them through six tough games to start the uh, to start the postseason. Might love to see you know Q Nymphs line in there and yep. and do his thing. So that's that's your guy. That's, that's my guy. guy. Now that's you my speak, guy. You speak to him during the season. I haven't spoke to him this season, but I need to. I need to go check out a game this year, for sure. Playoff game. Maybe maybe we need to we need to hit the road and check out the Jazz. We should definitely do that. Especially if they played Golden State. That would be a hell of a series to go to. Your, your guy Q and you know I I was lucky enough a number of years ago to. Uh, you know, create and, and produce a, uh, a web series on an AAU team from New York. And one of the star players was Donovan Mitchell. Boom, it's bringing and full circle. Full circle, man. And, and to see what he's done is really one of the, the great stories of the season. You know, pe- not even on people's draft radar. So, yeah. uh, you know, what hasn't been on my radar is, uh, is the time. So we are, we are out of it. Uh, real quick, last thing, you have one more shot. Who gets left out of the West? Who's who's not making it? Who's not making it? Clippers. And? and two. And who else is there? And Clippers and Denver. Yeah, I I, I think they're both going to be on the outside looking in. I, I think I think I think the eight teams have solidified themselves. The matchups are yet to be seen. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday weekend. Enjoys the final four. We will be uh, we will be back next week, and we will be amping up what Kareem and the coach is doing and where it's going. Stay tuned for all that fun news as we move forward. My man Kareem Rush. This is the coach Eric Newman. Have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to Kareem and the Coach on Voice America Sports. We out. We out. And that's a wrap for today. Be sure to listen to Kareem and the Coach every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Keep your head in the game and have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week for more Kareem and the Coach.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program.